0: Squid Comics podcast episode 4.2. So season 4 episode 2. Gotcha. I am Drew.
1: I'm Don. Can you hear me? This is Scott.
0: Yeah we can hear you Scott. That's Scott. Okay.
1: Can't hear you now. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, sorry. It, it, right now, I can't see you guys because it's just telling me that I've lost my network connection and it's trying to reconnect.
0: So. Ah, that's weird.
1: Yes, it is. Well, we can, we can see you. Okay.
0: Cool. All right. Anyway, so we get together every uh, couple weeks and we talk about comic books. Um, we've been hit by COVID for two weeks in a row, so we're doing it remote again. You know, Scott's going to not – he's going to fight the power and not get the COVID like Don and I did. So good job, Scott. Stay strong. Go. I read. I, uh, saw I saw a meme. Right now, not having not having COVID yet is like you're in the middle school like dodgeball game, and the front lines are getting thin. Oh, Scott left. I, uh, Scott,
2: left. Scott
0: left. Oh, he's I back.
2: Also, I also saw a meme, and it was The Walking Dead. Dead. Yeah, I the saw cat. that one too. The Walking Dead surrounded by zombies, and it says. <laughs> The people that haven't gotten COVID in 2022. That's right. <laughs> I like, made it.
0: I made yeah. it to 2022 <laughs> without getting COVID, but that was the end of it. So there you go. I know. made
2: it like, I made it like three days into
0: 2022. Nice. Well, I, I made That's a little like, bit, a little what? bit what? further, not much.
2: That's almost like two years. Like I almost made it two years. So yeah.
0: yeah. Hey, impressive. It's not hey,
2: bad.
0: It's not bad, really. You, gotta, you take your wins where you can get them. So, Scott, anyway.
2: Scott's on, the, Scott's on the top, though. Scott's Scott like is the Wade. best.
0: Yep.
1: I guess. He's the man. Who knows? We'll see. <laughs> I may have already had it and not
0: noted. Well, your daughter had it twice, right?
1: Uh, at least once. At least and once. It was recent.
0: Oh, you so. didn't know about the The other time she was negative or whatever.
1: Yeah, she's tested herself like freaking, oh, over the last two years, she's probably been tested a half dozen times. Oh, okay. This cool. this is the first positive one that she had.
0: Okay, I just know she had been tested, she tested that one time, and it took like three weeks to get the test results back or whatever. Yeah,
2: and it was negative that time. Oh, okay,
0: but, well, that's good. Yeah. The,
2: the one thing that I am happy slash proud about is my testing is 100% positive. I've been tested once, and it was positive one time, so.
0: Wow. You know.
2: That's nice.
0: so you're one and you're one and zero. Oh.
2: I'm, I'm, I'm one for one. Nice. I'm one hundred percent.
0: Man, did you watch that Chiefs Bills game?
1: Yes, I did.
0: That was the craziest thing I've ever seen.
1: You know what was really funny is those whole NFL playoffs over the whole weekend were crazy. They were just really close games, and it was like each game that ended, the next one was like here. You think that was crazy? Hold my beer, and I'll show you something, you know? Because you had the first one that, like, just was a kick, you know, at the end of regulation by the visiting team. And it's like, ooh, that's really good. The next one, it's a freaking out snow, wild punt, you know, return, touchdown, crazy scoring at the end. And then you have the next day in which, you know, what the heck, yeah, the... Tom Brady looks like he's going to make this crazy comeback and oh, whatever I know. else, and then the Rams go down and they get a field goal, you know, there at the end of regulation. You know, at least ten points were scored in like the last minute there, and then the Bills and the Chiefs were just yeah, you know, that was, was like an instant classic there. Yeah, there was like there
2: was like twenty five points scored in the last two minutes of that game. Yeah. I know. Oh yeah, it was crazy yeah, it was
0: insane. I've never seen anything like that in my life. Not that I watch a lot like, of football, but that was crazy.
2: I was watching the game, and it went down to the 13 seconds, and the Bills scored. And I'm like, "This fucking thing's over." I'm like, "I'm done." I was gonna turn the TV off because uh, I had to go pick up Charlie from work, and he got off work at nine, and it was like I don't know, eight forty five, eight fifty, and there's like 13 seconds left. And I'm like, "This thing's over." I was gonna turn the TV off, and I'm like, "Now, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch the last. I'm gonna watch it to the end. I'm gonna watch the last 13 seconds, and then they went into." Open- He kicked that field goal line to overtime, which the shitty thing about that was if he missed a field goal early on, but it was a long field goal, but he missed an extra point. If he would have only hit the extra point, that would have gone, that would have been a game-winning field goal. Like they would have won the game on the field goal. Well, I mean, they still would have had whatever, 10 seconds. I guess the Bills could have done something crazy. like. But anyway... So then it goes into overtime, and then I'm like, I'm looking at my watch. It's like eight fifty-five. Like I'm supposed to be there at nine. I'm like, it's in overtime now. I'm like, and then they made like two. The first play they ran it, and I'm like, ah shit, I ain't going nowhere. He's gonna wait. (laughs) And then like they, I think it was only two plays, and they scored two or three
1: plays, and they scored a touchdown. Yeah, it went pretty fast. But I mean, I think they played. They went about a half dozen plays or so before that. Might have been right. It felt like two plays. <laughs> I, feel I know. Like at it, that You're right. It, it went fast.
0: At that point, the defense is so exhausted at that point. You pretty much can do what you want, I think, on offense.
1: Yeah. Quite a bit, yeah. Especially in that game where, you know, the, the defense just – both sides were never getting a chance to do anything. And, you know, both those quarterbacks, man, they, they were pretty accurate, you know, type things. Oh, yeah. uh, they – they knew what they were doing there, and you know it's yeah. one thing to see the player you know that's open and whatnot. It's another one to hit him yeah. sometimes. Yeah. You know, you see some of those quarterbacks that overthrow them or whatever the heck else. And I tell you what, both those guys were were on.
2: Yeah.
1: yeah. And one of the interesting
2: things that I observed or thought of was there there were no interceptions. No from in that game. There, well, there was that one. There was that one fumble, but they jumped. Kansas City fumbled it, and then they the Kansas City got jumped on it. But there were no turnovers. There were no no interceptions. There were like four penalties in the game. Like there were no penalties. That game just kind of flew. It felt like it just flew by. You know what I mean? Like yeah. time wise. But anyway, I I don't watch a lot of football either. I I watched that game, and I watched the week before against the Pittsburgh. Steelers, because I knew it was going to be, uh, uh, what's his face? His last game? Uh,
0: Rossless Burger bur- Blubber. Bur- yeah.
2: And so I thought, well, I'll watch this. And then I watched this one. And I'll probably watch the one at Cincinnati just to watch it. But um, yeah, it that was a crazy freaking football game.
0: Crazy. What else do you guys watch?
1: Did you guys watch oh. the Eternals?
2: Yes, I did.
1: I've seen So it. what did you think of it? I liked it. It was good.
2: I mean I don't know why I don't know why I got so much not good reviews. I I it wasn't a great movie. It was a different Marvel movie. But I liked it. It it was I didn't have any trouble like we had talked I think on the last podcast or whatever, and you had said that you thought it would work better as like a TV show so they could kind of flesh out the characters because they threw a lot of stuff at you. But I didn't have, I'm not that familiar with the Eternals. Like I know a little bit, but I didn't really have a problem like keeping track of them and figuring out what was going on. So I didn't really see that. I would agree. But because you had made that statement, I was kind of paying attention a little bit more to try to absorb everything. So I don't know if that, if that influenced it, but I thought it, I mean, it was, it wasn't the greatest Marvel movie I've ever seen, but it was not the worst Marvel movie I've ever seen. It was no Thor it, Dark it was entertaining. World. And I, I did enjoy it. It was it yes. was good, I thought. It yeah. was a little long, but I'm used to that with Marvel movies. I mean, they yeah. usually two and a half hours, but...
0: Yeah, it was decent. I mean, I enjoyed it. It was good for what it was. Yeah. No complaints. I had That's fairly good. reasonable expectations, though. It's not like I was expecting the greatest thing.
1: Yeah, and well, my expectations were pretty low on it too and that's that's why I thought maybe I liked it after all these other people were killing it was the fact that I was like, well, I thought it was halfway decent. I thought it was okay. Yeah, I mean a it was a good popcorn flick.
2: Yeah, it was
0: well done. It was interesting. It was.
1: Yeah.
2: I, mean, I didn't I didn't really have any expectations either. I mean, for for any anything, I would have i have been skewed towards it being a terrible movie because that's what I'd heard that everybody complained right. about it and foo fooed it. So but I mean, yeah, I it was fine. It wasn't a waste of time.
0: Nope. Cool.
1: Good.
0: I and mean, then what was the after well, credits scene? There's a I can't remember what the after credits Well, you
1: had the one with Thor's brother or not Thor, Thanos' brother. Oh yeah, yeah that's so
0: right. Star Fox.
1: Pip, Pip the Troll and Star Fox. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That was cool.
2: And then the end-to-end was Black Knight, which...
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you
2: had Blade talking in the background. I couldn't believe that
1: I didn't see that coming. Blade? With, with, no, no, no. Blade. Blade. In the background, uh, Blade says something like... Uh, I can't remember what his exact words there, but there's somebody that talks behind Dane Whitman or, you know, kind of in his head or something, and it's Blade. It's, it's Mahershala Ali. Is who the voice is. Who's it's supposed to been signed. Huh? It's, it's the sword talking to him. Maybe. I, but Maybe. if it, it could be, but either way, the voice is Mahershal Ali, who's been signed to play Blade.
0: Oh, interesting.
1: Okay. Well, I didn't know that.
2: But I, after I saw that, I was like, oh, of course that's Dane Whitman. They never used his last name, but they set it up, like, with his lineage and all that shit. And I'm like, oh, I should have seen that
0: coming but i didn't i did google dane whitman and it's like oh yeah that's black knight okay i get it now so yeah but that's uh, what i'm saying it threw me off that there's like all these game of thrones guys
1: on it i was like that is true i was like john snow in, it's like isn't is uh, isn't
0: that rob from game of thrones oh wait isn't that yeah. uh john snow what's with all the game of thrones people in this thing <laughs> all
1: right and they're both after the same girl yep <laughs> it's
0: kind of awkward
1: um I, I liked try. that, though, my boyfriend was a pilot, or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> my boyfriend was a pilot? Yeah, for, she says something about that her ex was a pilot, or a fighter pilot, or something, I don't know. And, you know, because he can fly, he was being, you know, um, Icarus, or whatever. Gotcha. And then, he, you know, he sees him, so is this the ex-boyfriend, or whatever? Uh I thought the, uh, I thought there was favorite, some pretty good
2: humor through it, you know. Yeah, there, no, it was, there good. was. My my favorite character was probably the uh, the Indian. Yeah, uh, he's, the Indian he was he was kind of the standout. Yeah. I didn't like him at first, but as it kind of fleshed out his character, it was it was pretty funny. I like how he's he was like this big Bollywood star. And he was like, I know. Me. <laughs> my, like, great, great, great my great 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 feather. my great great feather. Right, <laughs> but they're so all three. Yeah, and then. Of course, like the comedy relief was his, his camera guy buddy that tagged along and he had he was pulling cameras out of his asshole. they break the camera and then he have another one. He'd yeah. break the camera and he'd have another one. <laughs> I don't but yeah, he was probably like my favorite of the characters. Yeah, I like
0: that guy anyway. He's pretty funny. I enjoy him.
1: Yeah, he is pretty good. So
0: cool. All right, what else? I just watched, I watched Book of Boba Fett.
1: I'm not caught Did you up. watch today's? Yeah. Mandalorian episode? Yeah, I Mandalorian. I Book of Boba Fett? <laughs> yeah. I Boba Fett that. wasn't even in today's. I know. What the hell? It was crazy. How can that be Book of Boba Fett? It's Mandalorian season three. I Mixed know. in somewhere in here.
0: Exactly. My youngest was complaining. I thought this was Book of Boba Fett. Why is it about the Mandalorian?
1: You know, it's not... It wasn't a bad episode. No. Maybe it had it was, some weird uh, parts.
2: Marby.
1: Yeah. It was kind of weird... I don't know what the infatuation with uh, the old Naboo starfighter is. I mean, yeah, uh, okay,
0: that, that, uh, that wouldn't
1: have been my choice as a replacement vehicle for. Where's he gonna uh, stick his bounties? I, yeah, There's I guess no cargo. Astro Astromech tube that was behind him. I guess. You know, that was but, to be there. Yeah. yeah, it was weird. Yeah, just a little awkward. I don't know. Uh,
0: I think they spent too much time on fixing the ship.
1: Uh yeah, I, I think we could have that. done just a quick yeah, little about montage.
0: Yeah, that was kind of funny, I guess. But yeah, we won't talk anymore. Don hasn't seen it,
2: so. That's oh fine.
1: okay, it's sorry fine. there, Don. Did you see the episode before with the
2: uh, rancor? Nope. Oh god. No. Okay. I'm two. I'm two behind. I've only seen the first two.
0: All uh, right. Oh, you're three behind.
2: Oh, is there? Was that five? That's five. Yeah, five. Five just aired today. The last one I saw was the train.
0: Yeah, I don't know. They all blend together.
1: Yeah, mm, I I think that was episode two, though, wasn't it? Yeah, you're way behind. Dude. I think it was with a tree. Yeah, I'm way behind. Catch up. I did, I did
2: watch Old Boy. Well, the, I know the remake.
0: The remake, not the original.
2: How do you know that it is? It's a movie that you have to watch. That's what it is. Because okay. what what streaming service Netflix. Netflix. I recommend if go you want...
0: find the original though. Watch that first.
2: I do. Is I it watch... on Netflix too?
0: No. Can't find it anywhere.
2: I I I will... I How the hell? I will go back and watch the uh, the original at some point. But yeah, uh,
0: it's, yeah. I mean the original isn't great.
2: <laughs> Dude, the remake that I watched, the 2013 one, yeah. it's probably one of the, it's a freaking good movie. Yeah. I
0: then why did it get we bad were, reviews?
2: I never even heard of it. I don't know how I missed it, but... I don't know why it got bad reviews. That movie had everything, dude. All
0: right.
2: I might have to watch movie, it. Huh?
0: I think it just caught you off guard, dude. I think it you just surprised you, and so you're building it up.
2: No, it did. But... It had not not the quality of the movie, but that... The twist at the end... Like you don't get those very often in movies, and you don't get them pulled off very well because I didn't even see it coming and it was almost like like I watched I was watching that movie and that twist happened, and I was like, this is a feeling that I got when I watched like the Sixth Sense when everything clicks and you're like, holy shit, like they set it up perfectly. you know what I mean like
0: and but maybe that's just is it uh, the same twist that's in the original that I mean because that's kind of disgusting, right?
2: Yes, okay. It is.
0: So, but, it's not yeah, like a it, twist, like, oh, it's like a twist, like, ugh.
2: Right. But everything clicks and falls into place. And you're like, yeah. holy shit, they set this thing up and it, they pulled it off. And it was like, it was just one of those things that I didn't even see coming. And it completely took me off guard. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it was like, it was, I don't know. I, I was just like, this is crazy. Like, it's a crazy movie. And I'd see, never heard of it before. Tw- it did. It caught me off guard. The but. twist
0: wasn't that big a. I mean, it was fine. It was just kind of weird. So I didn't. But maybe the new one's much different than the old one. I don't know.
2: I was just like, like I said, I watched it, and there's not very movie, many movies that you watch where you see it and then you find out what's going on and it twists and you're like, Holy shit, like that just happened. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like sure. Um it's just me, I guess. But
1: um cool. yeah. no. I think it's a good movie. Nice. And then I watched So you're talking uh, about the version with Josh Brolin? That's yeah. when
0: Don saw. I saw the original couple like a year ago.
1: So you saw the one that was the uh, Asian version.
0: Yeah, the Asian version. Um, so we both seen question. a different version. So you need to go watch both, Scott, and tell us which is better.
1: I probably what? won't be able to find the Asian one. So. I think it's on
2: YouTube.
1: It's on, it's on YouTube, which I'll probably try to
2: watch it here uh, sometime to compare it. Um, I watched nobody hadn't you seen that before
1: no you hadn't seen that oh my god Uh. -uh. that's great like one of the greatest movies of this last year (laughs) 20
0: was it 2019 or 2020
1: it was last year i think i
0: think it's 2020 i don't think it's
2: 2021 was it 2020 okay i don't know look it up dude it just they just dropped it on hbo so it hadn't been on anything else
0: you're right. It's 2021.
2: Yep. But I like that movie too. That was great. Oh, it was fantastic. Yeah, that was it good. Was, the, the only issue that I have with that movie is they gave away everything in the trailer. Like, there was no surprises. Well, the sweet it part been...
0: is I never saw the trailer, so it worked out well.
2: I saw the trailer like four times before. And then, like, it dropped on HBO. And then uh, I was talking to Barbara and I'm like hey let's watch this movie and she's like well what is it so we watched the trailer like right before we watched the movie like right before and then skipped to the movie and I'm like all the good shit was in the in the fucking trailer I didn't Um, watch trailers I don't know I thought
1: there was a lot of I, I don't know what trailers you saw but I didn't see I maybe I didn't see uh the long trailer maybe I just saw like a 30 minute teaser but I, I didn't have know too much I mean I had seen like the I like, a a chunk I think of the bus scene or something like that before which is probably one of the better scenes of the film but still I that whole ending part was I thought pretty damn good oh yeah well and see that's the thing like in the
2: trailer they show him like in the warehouse like setting up all the booby traps you know what I mean and so okay. like yeah I did and, not see that trailer then and so we're we're watching it. And uh, he goes he goes and, like, talks to the Russian guy and then kind of lures him in, and they're, like, chasing him in the car, and he's, like, luring him to the warehouse, you know? Yeah. And I looked, Barbara, it was me, Barbara, and Ben were watching it, and I looked at him, and I went, this is when the movie turns into Home Alone. <laughs> <laughs> and it basically did. It was, like, it was, like, John Wick meets Home Alone. It was like, the movie. Please... <laughs> But it was good, I liked it. But I don't know, there were just too many like it just felt like John Wick. You know what I mean? Like It does. They, they screwed him up and it's even like, Give me that kitty cat bracelet, you know, like you killed my dog and then like he digs out the gold the gold coins or whatever to buy the warehouse and I'm just like Ugh. I liked it, but it just it it rang so much with John Wick to me. Yeah, it was very yeah. John Wickish. But I still enjoyed it because I loved the John Wick movies. Those things are. Isn't when is four supposed to come out? I don't know. After Berserker. Well, I know? After Berserker. <laughs> I'm
0: just kidding. Yeah. Did you see how long the new Batman movie is?
1: No. God. like three hours. Or something. <laughs>
0: it's, like, it's almost three hours. Like two hours and forty-seven minutes or something. Yeah.
1: Wonder, when does that come out?
0: Uh, March, I want to
1: say. Is it that soon? Wow. I don't know. That that movie, I've only seen one trailer for it, and that trailer just did not make me want to see it. I'm not excited
2: about it either, man. I don't know what it is. I'm just not. I'll probably see it, but I'm not like gonna be at the theater like that opening night or whatever. I mean, I'll if I get around to seeing it on HBO, I'll watch it on HBO. But March fourth. Wow, yeah, I'm—I I don't know what it is. I'm, I'm actually
0: pretty there. excited about it for once. I'm usually not that excited about a Batman movie, but
1: cool. You have to tell me how
0: it is then. I, mean, I don't know. I'll see it. I'm excited though. I might.
1: Oh, okay.
0: It's three hours it's... though.
1: That's a bit of—that's a
0: big commitment to leave the house. <laughs> I mean, you got like trailers. You got drive time. I'm talking like a four-hour adventure at that point.
1: Oh.
2: Are they gonna drop it day are they gonna drop it on max? HBO no, max? they're not doing that anymore.
0: HBO's done with that.
1: Really? Are they really?
0: I think so. I thought that was just a twenty twenty one thing.
1: Um, I have no idea. Have you guys been watching Peacemaker then? Is that pretty good? Nope, didn't watch it. <laughs> Dude, that thing. It's crazy.
2: It is friggin' great. It's hilarious. It's stupid, but it's good. I am cool. loving I'm loving the shit out of it. Okay. It's, it's fucking awesome. The the first three episodes were written and directed by James Gunn. The fourth episode that I just watched is written by James Gunn, but it's not directed by him. But uh, if if you like Suicide Squad, if you liked it in Suicide Squad, you're gonna like the the Peacemaker. It's, it's fucking it's crazy.
0: So it's, you found time to watch four episodes of Peacemaker, but you can't watch any Mandalorian. Yep,
2: because I that. I'm
0: sorry, Book of Boba Fett. Yeah, Barbara
2: whatever. doesn't wa- Barbara didn't want to watch Peacemaker, so I can do that on my time. Um, we got to watch Mandalorian together. Gotcha. Or Fett. Book of Boba Fett.
1: Now Boba you got Boba. me saying
0: it. Yeah. Well, it kind of is Mandalorian now, so whatever.
1: Well, that's the latest episode. Definitely was.
0: Yeah,
1: but Boba Fett yeah. wasn't in it the entire thing. Yeah. Ah
2: so it, peacemaker peacemaker is probably like terrible te- television and my warped sense of humor just loves the shit out of it but it's great
1: cool right. i watched ozark oh four. i never
0: watched it don't spoil anything
1: so that's is it good? the first uh seven oh. episodes you know of their expanded season four or whatever the hell they wanted to do but oh uh, yeah it's pretty good i mean if you like ozark it's more, more ozark? the same you yeah. know what things I mean, I don't know if they're the, the episodes seem to, to have gone really fast and furious there, and um, you know, it's like anything with those arcs, and people die, you know, and and stuff, and um, it's it seems to be moving maybe towards an end game, but you just don't know what everybody's where all the pieces are going to fall yet, you know, yeah. kind of things. So, and exactly where everybody wants to fall is probably part of the weird thing, you know, you're not entirely sure. You know, it used to be you always knew in Ozark where I think Marty and his wife wanted to land, but now I'm not even sure of that. What their in game is, <laughs> so
0: yeah, cool. I did yeah, watch that... Joker finally, the movie from you Is not good.
2: I thought you'd seen that before.
0: I was just bored. I
1: thought you did too.
0: I was just bored. The last twenty yeah. minutes was pretty good.
1: I would watch another movie rather than watching Joker, if I was bored.
0: <laughs> no, the movie was I'd watch Winter
1: Soldier or something.
0: <laughs> I wanted to get through like, it because I felt like everybody talked about it, so I felt like I had to get through it. But uh,
1: yeah,
2: not my
0: thing. It,
2: it 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 was like uh, it was like Taxi Driver.
0: Kind of. It was just. But uh, I remember liking Taxi Driver. I don't know. I guess I, I need to too. watch Taxi Ta- Driver again. It just Taxi felt a great movie. It, it just felt dragged out. Like it it was like Taxi Driver in a story wise, but I don't think the craft was there. I don't know. No. Didn't, didn't no, it was terrible.
2: I mean I don't know. it wasn't terrible.
0: I mean, Joaquin Phoenix did a good job. He's a good actor. I just felt like it was just boring. Just nothing there really weren't any surprises. You kinda knew where it was going, I guess, and there's just no excitement. You know, I guess. I don't
1: know.
0: One
2: of the other things that i thought about after you posted that text was it did it hit like it hit like right at the right time and part of i think its success was the whole mental illness thing on the movie like that was kind of like like it's gotten more accepted or it's got not accepted but it's gotten more like people talk about it more now and i think to have a uh joker movie like a dc like a big movie that kind of dealt with that in the way that they did i think that helped it a little bit too because i know that that was kind of the buzz that when they were talking about it you know what i mean like i think yeah. that helped and yeah i don't know it's it's almost like it's almost like the first nolan batman movie or actually the joker one the, the second one where a lot of I had heard, you know, you hear things, and, like, somebody had talked, and it was like a... But anyway, they had said, uh, that's not, like, a great superhero movie. Like, you could totally make Batman just, like, a regular dude in that movie, and it would have been a cool fucking movie. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you didn't even need, like... Oh, you're like, talking the, about
1: uh, Dark Knight or whatever? Yeah, yeah, the
2: one with the Joker, with Heath Ledger, like... That was a like, heist movie, practically. Right, basically. And that's what they were saying. Like, this was a heist movie. It was like a really well-done heist movie that just happened to have, like, Batman in it. If you
1: would have just had, like, a regular dude, you know what I mean? Yeah, I I suppose. but I just can't. I mean, I understand where you're going there. You know, that the Joker was dealing more. It was a superhero movie, but dealing with other types of aspects of the real world, you know. Just having to be a character that's a Joker. But even like that, the movie itself is still not all that entertaining. You know, it's got good performances now, and everything else, but it's uh, it's almost to your point. It's more of a slice of life movie that kind of has kind of a, a dark edge to it. You know, type things. It it doesn't really make you feel good by any means. Um, and it it I to your point there, Drew. Well, from what I remember, it is kind of slow going.
0: Yeah. You know, type
1: things. Well, then they but tried part to part of that could be you're expecting a little bit more being the fight that's titled the joker so i don't know
0: well then they tried to tie it into like the batman mythos with like thomas wayne and then the parents getting murdered and i'm just like it just felt really contrived right really oh my god this is horrible yeah
2: like i think that movie would have worked better if they didn't go anywhere near batman yeah just stay away from thomas wayne like or just have him
0: good. be, like, this person that you knew about in the background but didn't actually ever see or interact with.
2: Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that was the one thing that I really didn't like was the way they forced it in, like, the DC universe. And, like, you know, yeah. that
0: was, that was, was not good. No, it was bad. Everything about that movie was bad except, like, the last 20 minutes was kind of cool. When he's, like, dancing on the on the stairs or whatever. Yeah.
1: That,
2: I did... That was about it. I did... I did kinda of like the little twist where like he all that shit was like in his head with the Yeah. With the lady or I whatever. mean I
0: kinda of saw that coming, but yeah, it was interesting, I guess, kind of. I mean I mean there's no way that girl was interested in him. So I mean it made sense. <laughs> right. I mean, come on. So, well, Alright, let's like talk about this. some comics. Alright. Who's, okay. first?
2: I Who's read... first? I read well, I read something I liked barbaric i want to borrow that because i almost bought that
0: uh, it's pretty cool um it's written by michael Morchi, Morsey and the art is by nathan gooden and uh the art's probably the star of the show it's a fairly basic like a barbarian you know conan type thing except he's got this axe which like talks so it's kind of like headlopper with like the talking head but this time is like axe actually talks and The axe, like, kills people and then, like, drinks their blood and talks the whole time. So it's kind of crazy over-the-top like that. But it's kind of like a Conan-type thing. He's, you know, beating up witches and necromancers and, you know, going on an adventure and super over-the-top and bloody and just kind of... No. Yes,
2: dog, it is. Sorry, I'm talking to my dog.
0: Weird. So, anyway, so, yeah, it was really good. I enjoyed it. Um, If you're looking for just kind of, like, some mindless um, barbarian action, it's probably pretty good go-to but uh it's a cut above i think the art is a little bit better and it's just kind of got some cool little twists and stuff to kind of make it feel a little fresher but yeah definitely worth checking out
2: nice cool
0: yeah
1: do you want to go next scott i can um let's see here the only thing i read besides scout was Outcast, volumes two and volume one. Woo. Nice. So that's this is like forty-eight issues. That's pretty good, Outcast, Scott. Pretty much the entire series, as far as I'm aware.
0: Yeah, it's the whole thing. So,
1: yeah, uh, Robert Kirkman, uh, the writer, of course. Um, I have no idea who the artist is. Paul Azacena. There you go. That's how you pronounce that. I, well, I don't that, know
0: if that's how you pronounce it. That's how I pronounce it.
1: Okay, okay. Yeah, I had no idea how you pronounced that uh, that last name. So uh, his, the artist's style actually reminds me of, uh, who was that artist that worked on Daredevil for...
0: Uh, like Alex Malieve or...
1: Uh... Yeah, a little bit of Malieve. A little bit of Malieve, Malieve. I mean, yeah. I can see that. The, uh, Malieve's a little bit darker, you know, in things. It, yeah. It does a, a little bit more of a, a realistic type of, of thing or something like that. But in some cases, as I'm looking, it has some of that uh, Malieve feel um maybe because of the dark and you know overall in in outcast i mean the idea is is that it's you know exorcism type of uh scenario you know story um typical kirkman it runs at a a fairly decent pace uh almost too fast for what he's trying to tell in some cases i mean it it definitely doesn't, I, I, it's, it's good and a bad thing, you know, it blows really fast, you know, and things and going through, but it, uh, because of that, it's sometimes a little difficult to understand, I guess, uh, you know, uh, it's, it's interesting because of the fact that he says that he wanted to do something, you know, about exorcisms and stuff, you know, but most of your exorcism type things you think of are a little bit more of a slow burn, you know, in some cases. they're more you know centered around one thing this you know type of thing he's got this whole global you know idea in mind you know of another dimension and all this other type of stuff going on so it becomes what is like this kind of little exorcism type of story into this big you know other dimension taking over the world type of thing which in it just kind of Makes that that flop where it's kind of like what 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 am I really in for here you know type of scenario does any of that make sense I don't know sure uh, so I guess it it did kind of put what I was expecting you know a little bit on its head there you know especially as the second half of this story goes through and he's racing towards an end game it goes a little bit from like exorcism you know personal people and these things taking over to more of a uh you know, horror, something taking over the world type of perspective. And um, and because of that, especially the second half, it just, it becomes, you know, more of going towards this, this war between good versus evil or whatever you want to say, light versus dark, I don't even know. But um, I don't know. It, it, to me, it wasn't something that was maybe, it's definitely not one of my favorite Kirkman-type works. It seems like he maybe was had himself so spread so thin when he was writing some of this type of stuff that um, maybe he couldn't always focus on this like he could some of the other things. I, I don't know why. It's not like it's poorly written or anything because it's still him. It's got good dialogue. There's still a decent pacing there. It just feels somewhat like he needed to get it off its plate, if that makes sense. Yeah. It's so fast. Sure. Like, he's like, oh, I got to turn this in for the month. Okay, boom. I, oh, I got to keep working towards something here, you know, type things. And so it's just like boom, 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 boom. And yeah, new characters just show up and out of the blue. And there's not really even, you know, maybe one issue of a development. And then, oh, wow, there's a, the big baddie. Okay, now, oh, well, that guy failed. Okay, here's another one, you know, type things. And it's like, holy crap. I mean, it's, it, it's like he basically said, oh, I got to turn in six issues now. Okay, here you go. Here's that one i got to go do this stuff. Oh, six I'll cast these, it's another six issues? Okay. You know, type things. It's, it's yeah. what it felt like to me. Gotcha. Um, <clears throat> but, like I said, overall, it was an enjoyable read. It's a very quick read because of that. Uh, I thought the art was good, especially in some cases. I mean, the, the good thing about the art in this was you could uh, always tell the difference. There's a lot of characters, you know, because it's in this small town. I felt like you could always tell the difference between the characters, you know, type sure. things just looking at him. It has an interesting style though where he liked to do like those little bitty blocks in between panels to kind of show, you know, like somebody's like uh, oh yeah, thinking or something like this at the time, you know, or a certain expression, you know, or or body language, you know, in general, sure. you know, type stuff. And it, it they, he does that all over the book, yeah. you know, type things. Uh, and sometimes that gets a little odd because then you're kind of going, okay, wh- where am I supposed to be looking at first? But um, uh, overall, I thought it was it was good though in that, and ha- definitely his art worked with kind of the dark style that that this uh, the story was.
0: Yeah, um, yeah, I like that so artist I don't a lot. Know. What's that? I like that artist a lot. He did a long Spider-Man run for a while. Okay, okay but then he did that. I'm curious what he's going to do next cuz I I'm I'm on board for whatever it is.
1: Yeah, yeah. It it would be interesting. He's kind of, it's an interesting style like I said in in a lot of cases it you know, it's got this weird detail, you know, for for things, but then it looks pretty simplistic in others. So it yeah. it's it's just kind of odd. You know, where it looks like kind of maybe rushed in, you know, some cases. And in other cases, it's like, oh, wow.
0: That's it's a little bit small woodish even. Like, it kind of reminds me of small wood a little bit.
1: I could see a little bit of that, too. Because he really nice
0: focuses on yeah. the faces and making sure every character looks different and just kind of a real, yeah. a simple, a, a smooth line, not a lot of extra, you know, detail or texture or whatever. But I don't know. Yeah, it's cool. yeah.
1: No, I, I can see that as well. I dig it. So... I can't really say too much bad about it, but, you know, with Kirkman's name attached to it, sometimes the expectations are probably a little bit higher for myself, you know, and it didn't quite get there, but it was still, like I said, it, it, it was a nice read, fairly quick, you know, type things. Uh, and, uh, it, you know, uh, I don't know. Now probably one of the things I would recommend necessarily from Kirkman, but um You know, if I was wanting to get somebody into some of that range of things, but it's still solid. Cool. And I don't, I wonder sometimes if the the fact that he was doing that Cinemax television show at the same time he was writing this, if that had some, you know, influence on things or made things a little bit more difficult. I don't know.
0: Yeah, it could be. Because
1: he mentions that a couple times where he, like, threw this pitch to them and they're like, for like another show, and they're like, yeah, we like it. Let's go with it. So yeah. he's, like, writing the screenplay for uh, the first episode at the same time that he's writing the script for the first issue. So
0: yeah, uh, it makes tricky.
1: me feel like he, he was, had double duties going on there.
0: So. Maybe I was hoping the show was going to be more successful than it was.
1: Yeah, that's what I wonder too. So. It only went one
2: season, or did it go two? There's a second one, two.
0: but I don't know the second one was ever released in the U.S.
2: I don't know. Yeah, uh, I don't know. All right, I've got three things. I'll let you guys pick. You don't know what they are. One, I really liked In the center. One was in the center, and one
1: I didn't hate, but was not the greatest. Let's do the one you really liked. I figured maybe you had like a stack to the left, the center, and the right. I picked the one on the right. I don't know. Okay, we'll go down the
2: middle then. (laughs) I don't, what? What's your pick? I didn't, I didn't.
0: I said the I one that know. you like the most. The one you really like. I, I like. And Scott I, said the one on the right, and then you said I'm going to do the middle. I'm like, well, that the, is that either one of our choices?
2: All right. I'll do the one that I like the most. So, Space Raiders by Zir, by Alexis Zirat. So, oh,
0: Space Riders.
2: Space Riders. Yes, yeah, Space Riders. So, I tried to buy the single issues. Good luck. And yeah, I know. For some reason, like I'd miss one here, I'd miss one there, I'd miss the solicitation, whatever. So, when the the first series came out, or I might have even gotten this from from him at AirCap. I don't know. It's the first trade, so it's the volume one. And then who's the writer? Uh, Wrangle Junior. Um, that dude. You've read stuff by him.
0: The second one is by a different writer.
2: Baby and Wrangle Junior. And then now it's still by Baby and Wrangle. Oh, okay. Baby and Wrangle Jr. Um, So, but then they solicited a second collection, but they solicited in a hardcover. So I got the hardcover for two and I have the trade for one. But so I read both. I'd read one before because I've had the trade. And then I'd read, I think, bits and pieces of two. But I had not read the whole thing, so I just sat down and read both one and two. The thing, so the art's insane. The art's great. Like that's the star of the of the book. Uh, but the other thing that I didn't realize until I did this read through is um, there's a character in there named. He's the captain or like the leader of the uh, of the space force or whatever whatever it's called. Like the that he's a part of. And his he's a he's like a tiger, like a saber tooth tiger, and yeah. his name is Conley. Yeah, so Aaron Conley, uh-huh. saber tooth swordsman or whatever. Yeah. Like I didn't, I didn't get that reference like the first time I read it. And I'm like, oh, that's yeah. cool. We're, they must be decent buddies, or at yeah, least, they're buddies. Or at least Alexis is a fan of Aaron Conley, but um, there's not really a lot of story, and um, I. I just noticed, like, when I opened the trade, it says dedicated to Jack Kirby. So, it is, it, Alexis's artwork is, you can see Jack Kirby in it. It's almost like, a, this is going to sound redundant, but, like, a mix of Kirby and Shioli. Like, it falls in those lines, you know what I mean? Sure. But the thing I really like about Alexis is uh, the colors you know what I mean? Like, the way his colors just pop. Like, he picks, I don't know, I guess different, like, color palettes and things. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't know. That's that's what really draws me to him is, like, his colors. Um,
0: so there's like, an all... Instagram post that he shared that was, like, somebody complaining about the coloring. Because, like, some of the coloring is outside of the lines. <laughs> and I'm like... Um, if you're complaining about the coloring being outside the lines, you you've missed the point of the art completely.
2: Right, absolutely. <laughs> but so to boil it down, um, the, there's two volumes. Um, uh, his name is is El Capitan because uh, Alexis is uh, Spanish, I guess is what you call, whatever. Uh, <laughs> yeah. What? Nothing. Okay, I don't know where he's from, but you I don't know. We had him at Air Cap. Yeah. He was a guest at Air Cap. Sure. And he had a very thick accent. He was hard to understand a couple times, like, when I would try to speak to him and, and things. But he's a great guy. Like, super sweet, awesome, cool dude. Um, so, it's called, like, El Capitan. And he... So, there's this, like... It's like a space force. Like a... Uh, what do you want? Like, the Nova Corps. Or... You know what I mean? Like, there's this cop space force i guess is the only way to explain it and this guy the main character he was like uh um he was in that group and then they get i can't remember it's been like two weeks since i read this but uh he uh he gets kicked out like he gets injured or they get attacked or something and he gets kicked out and then uh he uh goes on like a year sabbatical or whatever and then they come back to him and they want him to be back part of it but i think he had to go like on a mission to like prove that he could still do it or whatever um i mean the coolest part is like his spaceship like the spaceship that they drive around in is like a skull it's like a skull and it's just it's very Kirby esque it's space the art is out there crazy um but it's just like you know there's a couple of adventures. They run into, like, space pirates or whatever. And, you know, they have to fight them and things like that. But um, it's really – I'm not doing it very justice because I'm not explaining it very well. But it's just – it's a great comic. Like, I really like it. I probably sit down and, like, read it again and more absorb it. I think this read-through was more just, like, looking at the artwork. You know what I mean? Like, just absorbing yeah. the artwork.
0: Well, you're right. There's not a lot of story there. It's really just a pulp fiction right. type of, you know – not like a lot of twists and turns it's pretty straightforward. yeah
2: absolutely not it's pretty straightforward but i mean yeah it's just visually it's just beautiful yeah like i i love alex alexis stuff like it's it's insane yeah
0: he's from venezuela i looked it up
2: venezuela okay yeah um so would he be he'd be Venezuelan. he would but i mean i
0: think they speak spanish in venezuela
2: spanish so you would categorize it as spanish or whatever but yeah i mean like i said super great guy there was a little bit of a language barrier there um you know and so it was a little bit hard to communicate with him i would have liked to talk to him more and maybe spend more time with him but i, don't I know. well like you say, run a con now you can
0: always bring him back
2: i know and believe me i was kind of thinking about it <laughs> thinking about it <laughs> because well and the thing too is i'd love to get like another commission from him because i got one from him when he came like yeah. i had him do one and I mean, I know I don't have to have him to our convention to like get a commission from him, but if I'm going to bring anybody, I might as well bring him back because, like I said, he's a cool guy. I love his stuff. And he was fun to talk to. But anyway, the thought has crossed my mind to have him back again. So, anyway, that's uh, Space Riders, Volume 1 and 2.
0: Space Riders. All right. I read The Wall.
2: All right. Wow. Never heard of
0: that. Yeah, it's another one of those European thingamajobbers, I think. I
2: think it's French.
0: Anyway, the introduction was kind of interesting, I guess. Uh, the guy who uh, wrote, or the story is by this Antoine Cherrytron, and I guess he kind of, he worked on Babylon AD as like, a, that Vin Diesel movie as like assistant director or something. And he's a screenwriter, and so he wrote this uh, screenplay and he was talking to Vin Diesel's sister who does produces a lot of his movies and she liked it she liked the screenplay but then they kind of realized it would be too expensive to uh film and so he decided to commission this Mario Alberti artist writer to kind of adapt his screenplay into this graphic novel so but it's kind of like a a Mad Max kind of thing like there's This, like, Eden sort of special city that's kind of walled off. Hence the name of the book, The Wall. And there's this guy and his sister, and his sister's running out of medicine. So they're trying to get through this wasteland of, like, post-apocalyptic world to get through this uh, wall to get into this city that's supposed to be, like, I think they call it Eden. It's like a, you know, promised land type of thing. So it's basically about them trying to get there. Well, the twist of the story is once they get there... Um, they make it inside. Well, it turns out inside has actually been taken over by robots. Like there's an AI that was activated and the AI is like turned against the people inside and everybody's become like robot cyborg type things. And the robots have kind of taken over. And then the big reveal of the book is we built this wall not to keep you guys out. It's to keep these things in, you know, and so it's like them. It's the kind of them against the robots in this walled city kind of thing. I don't know. The, the story's pretty simple. It's nothing, like, super original. It's just kind of a cool. The art is, like, super cool because it's that European-type style that I really dig where it's, like, very... Uh, let me find a good example. But, yeah, it's just super detailed. It's got a lot of character to it. Like, here's a, here's a page. Like, see that? But uh, it's pretty beautiful to look at. And, like, the story, it's fun, but it's nothing, uh, you know, super original or anything, but... I enjoyed it. It It's cool to look at. It's worth a read if you like that genre of stuff. But, uh, yeah.
2: Cool. Nice. Yeah. Cool. So,
1: you don't have anything more, Scott? No, I read 48 issues of Outcast. What more do you like? No, I'm not. I got one more.
0: What do you got, Don? Um,
2: I do have Scalp, yes. So, this is the one that was in the middle i'll just go good middle whatever so i read the first hardcover collection of the marauders oh yeah I, so like hardcover i stayed away from
0: huh hardcover
2: yeah it's like a hardcover oversized it's got like the first 12 issues oh. um so here, here's the deal i didn't want to i didn't want to expand into the entire x-men universe like when after they did hox pox and then they branched off into like 10 different books so i stuck with x-men um wolverine and new mutants because i've always liked the new mutants which it, it's okay but anyway then they started soliciting the hardcovers they're like oversized they're like 35 bucks get 12 issues and I get a discount on top, so I'm not paying 35 bucks. So it's like, so they did Marauders and they did the Excalibur book. So I bought both of those um, a while ago and I'm just now getting around to reading them because I figure, well, I'll just dabble in it. You know what I mean? Sure. And Marauders is okay.
0: Who writes Uh, that?
2: It's Jerry Duggan. Okay. And um, so, okay, so... I have a, like a, I guess a love-hate with the whole um, the whole concept that, uh, what's his name? Hickman. The main guy. Hickman. Hick- so when he did Krakoa and all this crap, and now, like, they can bring in back any of the X-Men, and they bring, like, all the dead mutants, like, everybody that ever existed, like, comes back now, so, like, everybody's back. And so I feel like he introduced that concept, so all of these writers and everybody have to utilize it. And I almost feel like it's a little bit overutilized, like it's not overutilized, but like, so, okay. So that's part of the story. So what the book is about is basically, this is kind of like a, a political chess um, piece movie uh, book between um, Emma Frost and Sebastian Schock. Okay. So like, Sebastian Shaw owns a company, and so with the X Men, with Krakoa, they have the three different flowers that are like medicine that they use to give to countries. And you know what I'm talking? Yeah, you're another exact concept. So basically, somebody has to run the 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 goods, and so Sebastian Shaw has one of the companies that like runs the goods, and uh, Emma Frost has another one. So, but Sebastian Shaw is kind of like on the shady side, like he's selling to the Korean, he's selling to like China or the Koreans, like the pieces it's not supposed to go. You know what I mean? And so Emma Frost um, and Liz Kitty Pride, So they have like a, a ship, like a, like a boat ship. But I think, and so she like sails around on the sea and she like, and part of Emma Frost thing is like, they go out. And they'll deliver, like, they use the guys to deliver the goods to, like, bring in mutants that can't get there any other way. So, like, she smokes, she takes the drugs, and then whatever country she goes to, if there's, like, ten mutants or whatever that want to come to Krakoa, like, she brings them back. And so, but, like, so the whole book is kind of like, Sebastian Shaw is trying to get the upper hand on Emma, and Emma's trying to get the upper hand on Sebastian Shaw, and they're just playing pieces, like, around it. But there's a point in here where Sebastian Shaw, he kills Kitty Pryde. Like, kills her. What? Yeah. Spoiler. But, but you can bring him back. That's, like, the whole thing. And so, like, my my whole love-hate thing is, like, Kitty Pryde's been around for 40 fucking years and they haven't found a way to kill her. But now all of a sudden, like, you know what I mean? It's like that. It's like that. Uh, and so, like, part of me is, like, pissed off that they take the easy way out because oh we'll just kill this person because we can and there's no consequences and we can spring back. Which is you know what I mean? But then the other part of me is like, well if Hickman invented this, like maybe they should utilize it as a story, you know? Like as a part of the story. And there's another thing in here where like so Kitty Pride dies and then like a couple issues later like Emma Frost dies. And you're like oh my god like they killed two people two main characters like in the book but the the emma frost one turned out to be like a ruse like she had used her powers to think to make shaw think that he killed her you know what i mean yeah so i don't know it and then in um i'm reading excalibur but i'm not i'm reading excalibur but i'm not finished with it and there's another one in there where they utilize this whole death thing or whatever where they never would have done it, like, if they didn't have the ability to just bring them back. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know which way to feel. I mean, it's okay. I liked this one mainly just because of, like, the the political, like, the the pull, the the tension, you know, and the behind backs of, of Emma and, and Sebastian Shaw, which kind of made it interesting. So,
1: and we leave it on kind of a cliffhanger. So they just solicited
2: like the second one, so I went ahead and bought the second one, just because I'd like to finish out the story.
1: But
0: yeah, all right, I'm gonna restart the call, so prepare yourself. Hey. Hello. Hello. Hopefully Don will come back too. Hopefully so. Did he say he had one more that he didn't like? He did. Uh, Yes, and this will be
1: whatever he hated.
0: All right. Well, I'll do the one I didn't like too. So we live. We live. This is by the Miranda Brothers.
2: Now Scott on the top and Bruce on the bottom. It's
0: confusing, right? What? It's confusing, right?
2: I know. Who's this by?
0: The Miranda Brothers.
2: Okay, I've never read anything by them. Me neither. Oh! I, I was looking at this, because they're doing like a thing. They had a deal in the previews from last month where they had like a big spread between this and there's like another book that they're doing or something. Okay. But anyway, so I know who
0: they are, but I've never read anything by them. All right, so this is another kind of post-apocalyptic type thing. And so their their world is going to end. But then these aliens come and say, hey, we can save your race, but not all of you. So they give all these, like, wristbands to, like, Five thousand kids, or whatever, and they said at and at a certain date, like a year in the future, two years in the future, every kid who has one of these wristbands has to come to a gathering space, and they're going to lift them all up into uh, into space and let and onto their spaceships and let them coexist um, with them, and they're going to take them to their home planet and let the, and let the human race keep going, but everybody left on Earth is going to be dead. Because the planet's about to implode or explode or die. Or I don't know what it was. Something. So. But some of the kids are going to be able to live. And it's all children who get these wristbands. Well there's some cities. And and then there's some wastelands. It's kind of like the whole wall thing in that last book. Where. So there's this brother and a sister. And the brother has a wristband. And he's the younger one. And the sister is trying to get him across this post-apocalyptic wasteland. To like a safe haven city. Where he can then. Get to the gathering space and get lifted up into the spaceship or whatever. So that's basically the stories I'm trying to make their way across this earth that's destroying itself to try and get her, her little brother there so and they run into like another guy uh, who has like a giant like mech robot that he kind of controls that kind of helps him out. so there's like a whole ragtag band of these people. so there's a really weird twist at the end where the the kid makes it and then he gets launched and then instead of them getting lifted up to the spaceship, it turns out that the kid and a few of the other people become like super powered like superheroes, like Power Ranger type things. And so then you realize it was all just a prelude to these Miranda brothers who are trying to create their own like superhero universe. And this is like a big origin story of how these superheroes began or existed. Uh, Because at the end, he creates all these this handful of superheroes. And so I thought the concept was interesting. It was kind of good. It was okay. But then I'm like, oh, it's just like a big, it's going to be another superhero universe. And then I was immediately not very interested at all. So, because I don't, I mean, it just seemed like a long way to get there, you know. But that's that's what we live is. A long way to get there. Gotcha. And you get there and you're like, oh, that's where we got? Okay, cool. No, not really. So but uh I don't know. The art was okay. Um the store was okay. It's just seems like everything's post apocalyptic now.
2: There is a lot of it. it.
0: Just seems like that's the thing. So
2: Alright, so uh the thing I liked the least—I wouldn't say that I hated it—but I liked the least of what you I read. You hated it. I'm sure you nah, did. Not really. You hated um, it. So I—I I read the the darkness. Oh, I'm sorry. Wow. Um, it's volume one. How many issues is and that? It is a lot. Which, okay, this is retarded. Yes, it, it is. Twenty-four. They put the table of contents in the back of the book. All right. Which? Oh, maybe it's less than that. That's probably what? So 12, it, has, it has 18 issues of the darkness, but it also collects uh, the Tales of the Darkness 1 to 4 and half, the Darkness Prelude number 1, and which blade number ten, number eighteen, and number nineteen? So
1: yeah, because there was some crossover there. it like,
2: yeah. It's got about twenty-six issues in it. That,
0: that book, book and, doesn't hold up very well. It probably holds up less well than Spawn.
1: Exactly. So, oh, I'm sure. Is that the so, Garth Ennis that wrote some Garth of this? Garth Ennis starts it. He writes like the
2: first five or six issues. Okay. And then he comes back and does like a two-part story, like around maybe 10 or 12 or somewhere around there, like a two- or a three-part story. But uh, yeah, I already have... Uh, I already bought the second volume, so oh, I'm probably going to have bad. to read it since I bought it. Yeah, um, that's rough. So this... The, the costume of the darkness is terrible. Like, it's a horrible design. Like, uh, Jackie Estacado. Yeah. Like, his costume, it's it's horrible. And then, like, some of the other character designs in this book are just, like, like I don't know. It's it's not good. Um, but so how many does Silvestri wonder.
0: draw? Does he draw the first arc?
2: He draws, like, maybe the first 10 or 12. Yeah, okay. He draws more than I remembered that he did. And then, um, Will's Portasio does like uh the first couple issues of the tales of the darkness and then um they bring in joe benitez he does some of it after uh Silvestri. and then um the witch Boy issues that are in here are drawn by uh turner so i mean you've got some decent art in it you know like even the joe benitez stuff is is decent like i enjoy it i mean as far as the artwork like it's okay yeah. Um, but I don't know. It's like. And that was one of the selling points. Because I remember, like, I bought, like, maybe the first eight to ten issues of The Darkness. And I bought it mostly because of Garth Ennis. Like, it was on the writing strength of Garth Ennis. And it was kind of a cool concept. It's a cool concept for, like, a six issue miniseries or, like, ten issues. But when you get past that,
1: it's like it's. I, is it, it just because it wears I, out its welcome there? I is mean, it just because the character's not very likable, and uh, it, it, I don't so, know? It just seemed to be something in which it was like trying to show how much violence can they do in different ways. I thought. Right.
0: So. I felt so, like it was just riding the wave of the Sopranos popularity at the time.
1: It
2: it could have. So basically, I'll explain the story for for people that are listening that aren't familiar with it. So oh, that's the darkness. Long. The Darkness is basically, it's a spin-off of the Witchblade. So, if you're familiar with the Witchblade power, it, it, they, they kind of play it up in here that they're like kind of two sides. Like, there's the Witchblade, and then there's the Darkness. But basically, the Darkness is the it's a, it's a passed-down generation thing, and it's like, a, so when the main character in this book, his name is Jackie Estacado. And he's a he's a mafia guy. He's a gangster. Um, he doesn't have a mom, and he doesn't have a dad. And he was like took taken in by um, a mafia. Like they call him his uncle, but he's like the mob boss, like of the family. He's like the head of the family, and he brings Jackie in. Which the crazy thing about this book is, like, okay, so I'll, I'll explain it. But so he is part of the lineage of the darkness power and basically is what it says is like it activates when he turns 21 and he has the he can he can use this darkness power to like create creatures like they look like little um,
1: Little monsters
2: the creatures are actually kind of cool little goblins yeah little goblins but they're like they're like created from this power like this darkness power and that's probably one of the funnest parts of the book is just seeing, like, uh, the drawings of those, like how different create... Like, they're cool, you know what I mean? Like, uh, artistically, like, art-wise, like, some of the coolest art pages and spreads or whatever of, like, him standing there and just surrounded by, like, you know, these 10, 20 little goblin creatures or whatever. Um, but the the twist with the with the darkness is... That as soon as he conceives a son, as soon as he conceives a son, he dies. And then the darkness power passes on to that next generation, but then it doesn't activate until he's 21. So if he doesn't have sex or he doesn't impregnate someone or heir a son, like he, could leave, he could live until he's like 50, 60, 70, 80. But the second that he has has an heir he dies and then it passes what happens if he never has an heir i don't know damn i don't don't know that they addressed that
0: well they should have
2: they might have and i missed it but um (laughs) so i'm giving this book way more way more than it that it than it needs but um so there's another like there's there's almost like it's kind of like spawn there's like a light and a dark so there's like uh, it's, i think it's called like the angelus in this book so there's like uh, the light and the dark were always fighting with each other so there's like this old sect of like priests or whatever monks or whatever you want to call them and their head leader his name is like Son- sonatine and they live under the statue of liberty
1: Like, it's ridiculous.
2: Like, their their headquarters, secret headquarters is, like, under the Statue of Liberty. Well, if you want to make a secret
0: headquarters, that's a good spot. (laughs)
2: That's a good spot for it. But, uh, so, there's this guy, Sonatine, and he's been waiting for Jackie to come into his powers, and then he wants to bring him in and then use him for, like, his, you know, to get to his end goal, whatever that is. Um, so, yeah, it's, it, it plays a lot more... The Witchblade plays into it a lot more. There's only, like, three issues in this thing, but they really hammer that that Witchblade and that Darkness and tie it together because Witchblade was a huge success. You know what I mean?
0: Huge! So it like, had a TV show. This,
2: well, I mean, it was... Darkness had like a video big, game. I know. But at, what I am saying is, like, the Witchblade was a big hit for Mark Silvestri yeah, and Image... At the time. Did you think and I was so disagreeing did.
0: with you? Because you seemed like you're... What? Trying to... Did you think I was disagreeing with you? Oh, I don't know. Okay, because you seemed like you were arguing that uh, I was... Oh, no, I didn't
2: think so. Oh, okay. Well, dark Darkness kind of seemed like it was just like the, a spin... It
1: is. It's a spin-off. It's a spin-off, blade. yeah. Yeah. And There's so, a way know. to get a male Witchblade in the way. Right, exactly. But I
2: was reading this going... I'm not super into this. Like I'm not digging this. And I was thinking about how, like, you know, the last podcast I read 50 issues of Spawn and I'm like, this is the greatest thing fucking ever. Like I'm loving the shit out of this. You know what I mean? Like, but I don't know, like so now my mind is like I read Spawn when it came out and it hit at that time and I really dug it, but I didn't necessarily read darkness. Like, as it came out at the time. So, am I loving Spawn just because of nostalgia stuff? And it's horrible, like the darkness? Yes. Or is it different? Because I didn't read no. some of the darkness. I'm going to go with, I think Spawn is, I still think that Spawn is, it's not the greatest book ever, obviously. But I still think it holds up. I still enjoy it. And I think I enjoy it because it's, it's probably half and half probably half nostalgia and half of it is the cool artwork this I don't know it's it's weird uh, um, but it's, I don't know I, I can't decide in my mind but I definitely enjoyed Spawn more than I enjoyed The Darkness we just need to wipe
0: That's your true. mind to where you have no memory of either one and then we'll have you uh-huh. read both when you get Alzheimer's I'm gonna put both of them in front of you <laughs> and have you read them both back to
2: back and let me know which one you like more okay Cool. I'm sure I'll like Spawn more because I the, the Silvestri artwork is pretty good. I know. And the, the Benitez artwork is pretty good. But I don't know. I, it, it doesn't hold up to Spawn. Seems bit. like hey,
0: Garth Ennis is a better I, writer than Todd McFarlane.
2: Yes, and Garth Ennis couldn't even save it. That's I know. Like That's
0: life. the problem.
2: That's why I think it's
0: nostalgia and not actual quality.
1: No, no, no. Garth Ennis wrote The Darkness. Which I know. He wrote The Darkness. I, I couldn't keep that one going. So According I to Don, so
0: I think it's just as bad as Spawn. I think you just you don't have as much nostalgia for it.
1: I think this is worse. All right.
0: We'll never know because I'm not reading The but Darkness. hey,
2: I've got a whole volume two of The Darkness that I get to read, so okay. maybe it gets better.
0: Good luck with like – I'm guessing not.
2: I, I'm, I'm guessing it doesn't either. I'm almost kind of uh I'm almost kind of, get of worse. The, I'm almost kind of regretting my purchase. Like I'm on the edge of regretting the purchase. Well, I'm sure I'm you not, do. Not completely there, but uh You will yeah, be if I, could my money, if I could trade my money back and give the book back, I'd probably do
0: it. Yep. Well, can't. <laughs>
2: All
0: right, who yeah, read Scalped?
2: I, I read most of Scalped.
0: Alright. Well we'll spoil it for I, you.
2: I thought it was kind of weird that it ended like you know on a cliffhanger again,
1: but uh, but it ended on a cliffhanger. I thought it tied well, yeah. everything up pretty well. Unwanted. I stopped at Unwanted Part Two.
0: Well, he definitely took a couple. Like, what was the point of that story with that old couple?
2: I don't know, but I liked it. I, I did too. Like, I liked the the is it Lee I don't know how to pronounce that guy's name. Daniele, Zizel's like I like his art, um, and I kind of dug the story. I mean, yeah, I enjoyed
0: still... the issue, but I don't know what it had to do with Scout.
2: It didn't have anything to do with okay. Scout, really. It was like a fill-in issue. Yeah, kind
0: of. I thought that's kind of weird. And then the next two issues are they Shunka?
2: No. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's the Shunka.
0: Which. That kind of didn't have... I mean, that at least kind of tied into the story. But well, yeah. We could have probably done without that, too.
1: You could have, but I think it was developing this... Shunka? ...character that's there on the edge. You know what I mean? I guess. They've given a lot of one-shots to, heck, otter people. What was it? That one black guy hustler? Or yeah, but that, that at least in.
0: tied into the story, because then he ended up
1: being... Well, Shunka in general, I think, does. And who the heck he knows does. if this doesn't tie into the story. He just let some other gay indian take over a freaking d- another territory in a way it's true so yeah we'll see uh, is that the only
0: t- and then it's the main story or was there another fill-in i can't remember uh, i think
1: that was it honestly no, and then it goes into, was, i thought there was one now there was oh there's things. the one about his dad his dad yeah, with oh, yeah.
0: And... oh yeah oh yeah because his and dad the fact
1: that his dad dad can't seem to be killed
0: yeah that's kind of weird
2: yeah. And then it ties into how he was like...
0: He worked for those the, FBI he,
2: guys. He's in like, the yeah, but he's also like in the original four
1: of the people yeah. that were there with the FBI murderers. Like he was part of that group.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And it sounds like he was the... Yeah. It he, was, like he, he was the traitor. The yeah. Yeah, he was the traitor. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that now. Yeah, what goes around comes around or something, or it runs in the family. I had to look
0: up what methadone did.
1: It. it Well, it's to try to help you wean off a heroin, but I don't
0: know how. Well, I guess it, like, gives you the same... it, It, like, reacts to your body the same so you don't have withdrawals, but it doesn't get you high. Yep.
2: I did a... I did a... A paper report a paper or report or something like in college about methadone. So I know yeah. a little bit about it. I mean, there's like I've a, Vel-
0: there's a velvet underground song called white light, white heat, which I think is about methadone.
2: Gotcha. Cause somehow it makes yeah, you it, feel it,
0: it, funky. Has it some it weird side effects. Like a
2: safe, it's a safe way to, to yeah. go through withdrawals of, of uh, addiction yeah. without
1: the side effects. Yeah. Correct. Methadone clinics.
0: Methadone.
1: So the good news is, though, at the end of this one, it appears that uh, both Dashel and his ex girlfriend or girlfriend, like Carol girl or whatever her name was, yeah. are at least sober now. It's true, I mean, off the heroin, yeah, and things. I um, mean, you guys can you guys can talk about the ending. I mean, I'm going to read it. I've read it yeah. before. I just don't remember it. But well, I think the biggest thing there is the fact that those two seem to obviously they're kind of our couple or something like this you know and yet they they're having a hard you know he wants to leave really bad you know he wants to get his job done at the reservation get the hell off and she's still tied to it yeah. you know no matter what is really where it's going I thought and at the was... end of the day you know you know she's pregnant but at the end of this she ends up having an abortion Correct. even after she gets clean and everything else she still goes through with the abortion but yet it seems like she wants to, in order for her to stay around the reservation, she might become the, what, uh, uh, granny's, or old grandma, or whatever her name is, protege, or whatever else, kind of working with her to try to take care of the the odds and ends around the reservation, you know, the yeah. unwanted people, Sure. so...
0: I did like that sequence where Aaron had them like meeting and they were talking to each other and there was like, they were saying one thing and then their head, they were both saying something different, you know?
1: I I would agree with you I there. thought that was
0: really well done and it kind of really showed how they both really wanted to be together, but neither one of them could quite find the courage to be vulnerable enough to, you know, admit how they were really feeling type of thing. So, yeah. I don't know. I thought it was really well done. It was a great character uh, moment or whatever.
1: Do, do the trades have the introductions? Yeah. Uh, not all of them. Some of them do, some of them don't. This one really didn't. Okay, so like... This the one just jumps right into it. Yeah, In the beginning of my
2: hardcover, it has an introduction by Garth Ennis. Uh, Is it about the darkness? Yeah. No, I was just thinking about that. It's a, it's a weird tie-in, but, uh, but no, it's... You know, obviously the 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 point of an introduction is to kind of like butter up the the creative team and the sure. artist or whatever. But yeah, it's it's a really cool like uh, introduction by Garth Ennis. Um, but uh, he really, I mean, this and this is the thing. Like, you know, Jason Aaron, like he came. This was like the second thing he did. Like he did the other side, and then just came right in the scalp. Yeah. you know what I mean like and so I mean to because this introduction was from like 2007 yeah you know, the Garth is writing and it's like it was just kind of interesting to go back and get the perspective of like Jason Aaron like in 2007 sure yeah I mean like he's not he's not the big Marvel guy that's been writing you know Marvel comics for whatever 10-15 years or whatever at this point and it just seems like I mean And most of the introductions are, are just like this book was so fucking good. Like from the beginning, like you jump into it, like there's no lollygagging, there's no stringing you along, like you're thrown into it and it's just like excellence for the whole fucking thing. And it's just, I think now like in my mind, anyway, it's like we've been reading Jason Aaron for however long and we have thoughts of him and, you know, we have fond thoughts of Scalped or whatever because we've read it before. But, yeah, to, to really realize, like, how, you know what I mean? That's like, it's almost like, you know, winning the Super Bowl, like, your first season <laughs> yeah. as a rookie, like, quarterback or whatever. Put it in, like, sports terms. But I, I didn't really, like, I didn't really get that until I read that introduction where he really put it in perspective that Jason Aaron really was new and raw and, like, nobody knew who he was when he was doing this yeah uh, and i I think that makes it kind of more special too that it was strong enough like from somebody not known to make be able to do like his whole run like fifty sixty issues whatever run like he was able to pull it together, right. and especially like at that time, I mean you know when that was coming out, you know just because you had a it wasn't guaranteed that he could finish the story, you know yeah, like it is so anyway, I mean. Um, I don't know, but yeah, it's good. It's, it's really good. Like I hate, I, it seems like every trade we've got like one or two villain issues. I want R.M. Boyer to be doing all of the, yeah. the
0: first few <laughs> trades didn't seem like it was that way, but the last few, it seemed like he can't quite keep up with the schedule. So they're doing fill right. villains, which is too bad. Yeah. I think it, I think it lessens the impact a
2: little right. bit. Well, and like I said, I like the, the, the story about the old Indian and, and his wife, you know. That was done by that, I don't know how to say his name. I like his artwork. So I kind of enjoyed that story. But it would have been better if R. Guerra had done it. Yeah. Obviously. But, you know, if I've got to have a feeling for him, I'll take that guy. Because I like his style. I like his art. But
0: It's kind of yeah. like Hundred Bullets. Cause that's a similarish series, and it's like Riso did. I think every issue of that, yeah. You know, right. If if there had been fill-ins for Hunter Bolt, it just wouldn't be quite the same, you know. Right. I don't think it'd be quite yeah. as strong, but you know, yeah. So if you want to do a Vertigo crime comic, get a really good artist. I think that's the key, because because I think I think Hunter Bolt was like Azarello's first thing, pretty much. You know, I think he wasn't really on the map. I think he did maybe As- Hellblazer or something.
2: Hellblazer. But that was yeah, like his
0: I- first major, like, creator-owned type work, so.
2: Yeah, but had, when did he, because I know he did some Batman stuff. Was that after?
0: I think it was after Hunter Bolt started. I could be after- wrong, but you go back and look. But I'm just well, saying, so, if you like, want to be yeah. a, a good writer, get a really good artist.
2: Yeah. In that introduction, he talks about, you know, Azarello. 100 Bullets, he talks about uh, Brian K. Vaughn, Ex Machina, you know, like he's putting Jason Aaron, like, in that echelon, you know, like, the scalp and Ex Machina and 100 Bullets, and he's, like, comparing it, you know, to that stuff, so that stuff had to be coming out around that time, or, you know, you know what I mean? Like, in that span, but that's another thing to kind of boost up Scalp, like, You know, those were, Hundred Bullets was, like, just, like, I think even, uh, Brian Ezra, or, I mean, uh, Garth Ennis is, like, Hundred Bullets is, like, hands down, like, the best crime comic book ever. You know what I mean? Like, it's a freaking masterpiece. Um, and then, I don't know, I'm kind of babbling, but, yeah, it just kind of throws it up, so. You are babbling. I know. I do that a lot.
0: Nice. It's good. It's all good. It's all good. Scott says it's all good, so it's all good.
2: It's all good. All right. What do we? I know we still got like a, you know, some more of this stuff to go. But are we starting to think? How, are you guys thinking ahead to like the next nope. thing or not? No. Okay.
0: No, no I'm just kidding. Yeah, I, Scott said fables. We could do fables.
2: We could do fables. It <laughs> might be interesting to go back and read 150 fucking issues of fables.
0: Yeah, but there's lots of other stuff we could do too. Uh. No, oh, that's fine. If so Southern Bastards had finished, we could do Southern Bastards, but that book is What
2: did we start with? We did Watchmen, which
1: you kinda picked.
0: We I thought we, we did, did Authority. Did and then we did Authority, then Planetary, didn't we? We
1: did Authority. Uh I think we did do Planetary. Yeah. yeah. We could do Authority yeah, and that.
0: Planetary, then we did Watchmen.
1: And Scalped was kind
2: of my thing, so maybe Scott can pick the next one. Well,
1: I think I played Pan planet, Planetary. Well, I think I picked uh, authority. I don't know. Planetary is, like, one of my favorites was, of all time. Watch- so we have to do
2: one Scott picks, then you pick, then the group picks, then I pick, then Scott picks. Because the Watchman was kind of like the group thing, wasn't it? Yeah, I have no idea, dude. I, I don't
0: Probably. think it matters who picked. I think we kind of just come to an agreement.
1: We do just no. come to an agreement. I don't know no, if really yeah. picks. I think we were looking at stuff, though, that I – owned as well yeah the trick and is I, finding I own, something
0: like, that we can all read that we all own because <laughs> I mean, scott I mean, I doesn't own a lot of stuff
2: exactly. i know we're kind of limited although we should make scott buy the stuff that we're going to talk about because it's all <laughs> good shit it's true and he can get i him, just don't have room for it he can <laughs> I get it like, on amazon or something like it's not expensive and scott's not for a,
0: not for our money bags like scott it isn't
2: that's right it's not no, the price; it's the family room. Family. I don't have the space. Yeah, I hear
0: you, dude.
2: <laughs> you sell it when you're done, or you, or you,
1: or you uh, pay it. I donated? you, you donate it, it to the uh, library.
0: Or we'll figure it out.
1: <coughs> anyway, you could be, but but yes, fables. I do have a lot of. I have that whole series. I
2: almost wish that when you did Sandman, that we had done Sandman together. Yeah, because I really want to read Sandman again. Because I was gonna to mention to you guys the the audiobook, the second um audio Sandman audiobook came out. And they do um I haven't finished it, but the first story
1: they do is the uh
2: the seasons of the Mist. You can't
0: uh, you can't do an audiobook of a graphic novel, though.
2: It's a it's a story. It's like uh acted it out. It's yeah. like an old know. radio show. Yeah. Yes, you can, because they've done it. No, can't it do it. you can't do it. It is possible to do it. You can't do it. And the Seasons of the Mist, that story, is so much better than I remember it. Like, I want to go back and reread it. Just like Wait. I did with the original one when I when I listened to the first audiobook of the Sandman. I had to go back and read at least the first story arc, because I had to see it. But uh, When does that Netflix series come out? I don't know. I hope soon, because I hope it's good. Because I'm, like, pumped for Sandman. With the audiobook <laughs> and the Netflix series coming, it's going to be great.
0: Nice. All right. Any any other parting shots?
2: No, I'm, I'm talked out. All right, sweet. You go Scott. watch Book
1: of Boba Fett. Of, yeah, yeah. watch I'll Book of Boba Fett. Go. I want to talk about The Mandalorian. I'm gonna go watch the Korean version of uh, Old Boy. Cool, do that. Uh, of course too. you are. All right, there you go. I'll all just right. go back and watch the Winter Soldier again. No, <laughs> <laughs> watch the old, watch
2: Old Boy the remake, Scott. You will not be disappointed. Won't be. All right,
0: all right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Right. Talk to all you guys right, later. All
2: right.